0: hi and thank you for tuning into this podcast my name is shay ryan douglas and in this series we explore community connection optimal human potential and transformational collective growth through inspiring conversations with a diverse range of people who are working towards a positive change in the world i hope you enjoyed this episode today and if you would please take the time to like share and subscribe we would greatly appreciate that and I hope you enjoy. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Shay Douglas from the Earth Heroes TV platform. And today I'm here with Dennis O'Connor from Awakening in Health. And today we have the microphone sitting just here. We are doing this live uh, from Far North Queensland, and we're really excited because we're going to open up the discussion, the conversation around vitamin D and how that plays into our health. So this is a health and well-being conversation, but also deeper than that, we are going to unravel and unpack the truths of expertise. And this is a really great topic because, um, Dennis and I last week, we had a wonderful conversation. It's starting to get a lot of really good views. It was a awesome little introduction into who Dennis is and what he does and how he spent his life working in the healthcare profession. But even more than that, he's done the due diligence and the research and has done the presentations and he's done the the hard work to uncover more information that is really vital to understand in order for us to optimize our life. And he's going to share. We're going to discuss some of those tips on how you as well can join us on this journey. And optimize your lives with little tricks and tips so exciting thanks Dennis for joining me again pleasure listen you forgot to introduce a little special guest here oh yes of yeah. course <laughs> sitting in the corner she's very uh, quiet and chilled and
1: Indeed. superstar over there yeah anyway we got a it's a very it's an interesting little path to go down talking about vitamin D mm. so um. My thoughts were, and it's an area of interest of mine, so I'd like to think I know a little bit about it, was to uh, you know sit back and let you fire some questions at me yep. and just uh, I'll, I'll see what I can do in relation to answering it. Absolutely. So I guess my first question, let's
0: just jump straight into it. Yeah. Is vitamin D a hormone or a vitamin? Big
1: question. Nice question. Nice question. And it's it's good because this is a little bit of a springboard. And for anybody kind of watching, I I do... I guess jump on and I have a little bit of a rant about some of the things that piss me off a little bit about mainstream health. Okay. And one of the things that I find with health is we seem to have this almost sandbox that we're playing and as health experts, we just come up with all these names and the, these, these terms and these Latin kind of things and these little, you know, it, uh, for even people working inside the health industry, it can be confusing mm. if you're jumping from one specialty to the other. So for people who are at, lay people or outside the health industry, I sit back and I go, how the hell can people stay on top of just having a, a, a fairly normal and adequate level of health? And and when we're throwing all these kind of words around like hormones and whatever else, it, it sounds fancy, people just don't think to question them, okay? And all a hormone is is something the body makes mm-hmm to be able to serve a purpose in the body. That's it.
0: Yeah. So, so that's kind hormone of fancy. Is kind of like a chemical
1: or? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Just a little, a little particle that does something in the body. Yeah. But so the, the key is the body actually makes it, okay? Mm-hmm. That's all a hormone means. Your body is actually making it. Yeah. So yeah. if I put something into your body, that can't be a hormone because it already exists, unless you change it around. Um, obviously, I put a, if I put a hormone into your body, that's there's an exception there. So the f- interesting thing about vitamin D uh, the best source of it comes from the sunlight and um it's it's linked very heavily with cholesterol and cholesterol is something that's been absolutely demonized very very unfair, unfairly cholesterol is one of the most important things in the world our bodies are made of it essentially
0: I okay. was always on the presumption that cholesterol is bad and I should oh. avoid it and it makes you fat.
1: How much do you want, me, do you want <laughs> us to segue here? We'll, we'll get back to the vitamin D yeah. question. Okay. okay. And I'm just going to, and this, this would be another interesting talk later. And this, this really pulls in a, a few things that we're both very passionate about. Essentially, cholesterol was demonized in around the 1970s, 1980s by the sugar industry and the processed food industry to blame the problems in health on cholesterol. Mm-hmm. And all these problems are actually related to sugar and processed foods, mm-hmm. okay? And na- and it's it's actually quite incredible the amount of good research that's been buried about the fact that cholesterol is really important and good for you. Yeah, okay. The other problem we have with cholesterol is we have this this term it's called idiopathic hyper hypercholesterolemia all it means is your cholesterol is high and idiopathic just means we don't know what's caused it Mm. it's a great example of these things we throw around that sound impressive and you have poor john going to the doctor with his with now his diagnosis of um idiopathic hypercholesterolemia and it's and he tells his family and people go oh no poor you okay the problem is we have to identify what's causing the high cholesterol and it's usually some sort of toxicity and a high cholesterol means your body is trying to do something to repair itself. And what are we doing? We're stopping a repair mechanism. Mm -hmm. Okay. Without stopping the cause of what's making the cholesterol high. Mm -hmm. So this brings us nicely back to vitamin D. Our skins are actually made. Cholesterol is underneath our layers of skin. So what happens is when the sun hits our skin, it actually destroys the cholesterol in our skin. And the cholesterol holds all these stores of vitamin D. And then the vitamin D comes out into our bodies. And it's responsible for making just about every other thing in our bodies. It is so pivotal, it's just not funny. There's a, there was a, um, an excellent woman who um, I kind of stumbled across four or five years ago, uh, Dr. Stasha Gomanak And she uh, did sleep clinic research. And some of the things, she's got a few YouTube um, discussions on this and some of the information that she delivers is, is quite incredible. And she breaks down the uh, lack now of sun exposure compared to what we were, do- were doing in the last 100 years or so and to prior. And essentially, just about everybody now in the modern world is severely natural sunlight deficient. Yeah. And it's a huge yeah. problem that raised to lots of chronic illness.
0: Well, here we are sitting inside all day uh, (laughs) under the blue light we should be outside maybe. But um, I think it's really relevant to have this conversation and share it with people, even specifically in our times right now. And I want to just thank you guys for watching this video. Um, if you liked it please like the video uh, write a comment maybe ask us a question we' we'll be, we'll be doing these every week and uh, share it with your friends if you found value so there was something in this content that really stood out for you that is really relevant then um, it's a great way to share it we pass it on and um, yeah would love to hear from you so leave us a comment um, otherwise going back to the vitamin D and being an integral element a hormone to our body how does you've spoken about how like how it works and and where it lies, how does that um, being deficient play a role in our health or lack of health?
1: Absolutely. And so we the, the best form of vitamin D, as we know, is sunlight. Okay? Yep. And are there
0: other forms of vitamin D as well? Yeah,
1: you can get oral forms of vitamin D, but unfortunately, our bodies are not the best at utilizing tablet forms of vitamins, and we tend to kind of pee them out. And the other thing, which... Sometimes we're wasting our money on kind of supplements because a lot of these vitamins um, are in, um, I guess, combinations with other things. To, so, just to have your, let's say, specific vitamin D tablet, as opposed to getting it in green leafy vegetables, for example, mm-hmm. in, in a certain combination, they kind of tend to run through our bodies. And, are, and we, I mean, things like tomatoes or different sorts of fruit, there's so many. there's so, such a vast amount of different. Um, substances in a tomato for example mm. that science doesn't even know what they are mm. and they have no idea how these things work together so i personally i think that when we start to isolate stuff and take it away from how it was delivered naturally mm. we start running into problems because we can't truly know exactly what combination of which and how it's going to act on our bodies yeah so if that by far the best form of vitamin d is natural light yeah
0: yeah nice and so essentially there's become this disconnect from the natural origins of the the vital source of vitamin d from the sun when people are trying to replace that with a tablet say that they're maybe not necessarily getting the direct link to how we would naturally be designed to utilize vitamin d to optimize our health
1: absolutely absolutely and it's quite interesting even light exposure is just a whole other conversation, which, which uh, is so important. But when we think that vitamin D uh, is released when sunlight hits our skin, but mm. then when we also think that blue light stimulates a cortisol response, mm. which keeps us awake. So the light itself is not just about vitamin D. There's so many other really, really important aspects of just being in sunlight. And there's a branch of medicine which has been around for, for, for a little while now, but it's so niche. But it's starting to gain a little bit of traction. It's called circadian medicine. Mm. And quite simply, circadian rhythms are just the rhythms that we have basically developed over our evolution as mankind to, to work with the sun going up and down. And our bodies are, are just these, these incredible things. I mean, for example, our gallbladders. People don't don't realize this. You know, when we say that sleep is really important and you got to go to bed at specific times, but our gallbladders actually have a little switch that yeah. switches on around 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. to, to about 1 a.m. So if you're going to bed after 1 a.m., you're missing out, you're missing out on, on a really important little organ, which basically uh, your gallbladder carries bile inside it. And uh, what it does is it actually facilitates the absorption of your fat-soluble vitamins. Mm-hmm. So if you you're an insomniac or if you you're uh, you know, I don't know, partying all night, you're 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 missing out these really important yeah. processes. Yeah. So not only is is natural sunlight and sunlight exposure important for these things, switching stuff on and off. But again, it comes back to this incredibly important form called Rhythm vitamin D. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for sharing. Something that was coming up for me in that whole conversation and what's relevant in my life is I've had seasons where I've worked in a bar late nights and slept long days. Yes. And now I I didn't quite realize it at the time. Obviously, what I realized is my body has this tremendous ability to adapt but over an extended period of time, I realized that I, my, my body was weakening. That's when I was most susceptible to sporting injuries. I wasn't my full energetic um, kind of high productivity and functioning self. And I really, really felt the effects of that because I underwent three knee reconstructions in that same period. And I was trying to really push the limits, but I was, I was um, depleting myself and having late nights and and long sleeping during the day and things like that. And I guess um, it's super interesting to see. And and my question for you is given uh, the current state of our world, with a lot of people on their screens, a lot of people on their phones up until late hours of the night, maybe gaming in the evenings. um, And even though we know the sunlight's energy is going to be good for us, how do we like, how do we make that switch consciously to move away from um not just the late nights for our gallbladder to do its job but the the blue lights triggering the cortisol in our body from the 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 screens
1: well i think if we found the solution to that shay uh we would be just about running the world okay (laughs) and would we though
0: or would we you know who, who's really
1: running power? To power corrupts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would be. I'd be turning evil. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen. What, what, a, what, a, what an intense and what a deep question. Mm. And essentially, there's, there's again, and and this is one of my problems with specialities. Mm-hmm. Specialities take us away from this word called holistic, which is looking at all parts of something, okay? Yeah. Yeah. And when we're just focusing on specifically vitamin D, for example, or specifically cortisol, or specifically this, for example, we're, we're missing the full picture and we make a lot of mistakes in treating yeah. health. Yeah. And so, for example, when you're talking about blue lights and screens and cortisol, people have this this perception that cortisol is a an evil um, a chemical in our bodies, mm-hmm. it's not. Cortisol is really important. It switches off melatonin and melatonin is the, is the substance that keeps us asleep. In our bodies. So when we have, so cortisol is vital for functioning. When we have a high level of cortisol that can be normal, but when it's a high level of cortisol that's sustained over a long period of time because of exposure to screens, screens and blue light, that's not normal. So our cortisol is actually trying to help us out again. It's trying to do stuff that our body feels, needs to be done okay yeah. so when we're looking at high cortisol we we don't look at uh, fixing high cortisol by bringing it down we look at what's causing the high cortisol and invariably that is that can be something like screens or kind of lights that you're sitting under okay then we have the 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 little thing that pitches in the, the side and we have this dopamine response mm. okay mm-hmm. and things like we Cortisol has is linked a little bit to how dopamine works in our bodies. There's two major chemicals that keeps keep us happy, okay? They're dopamine and serotonin. Mm-hmm. You can kind of throw oxytocin in there if you want, but dopamine has a bit of an addictive quality about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and again, what kind of proportion? You'll read one paper it says this and another paper it says that. But essentially you have this direct stimulation effect with 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 playing games and watching your favorite movie or watching your next Netflix series. and then you have the direct physical effect of that blue light stimulation Mm. and stress itself has a little bit of a dopamine response and an addictive component as well Mm. so you're not just talking about knowing about vitamin d and blue light and how it's harmful we're actually talking about um combating an area of addiction okay Mm -hmm. and i've said this for about the last six seven eight years now that the science of addiction and i've worked Pretty extensively in addiction, the science of addiction is actually translatable to every single area of health. Because invariably, you're trying to take somebody from, addiction is all about stages of change, Mm -hmm. okay? And depending on what model you look at, you've got a few different um, ways of looking at what you have. The first stage is called pre-contemplation, okay? And that's really easy. means if I ask, if you had an addiction, let's say, to alcohol, and I say this, Shay, are you ready to give up? And you tell me, no, get lost, I like alcohol. You're pre-contemplative. You're not ready even to consider giving up alcohol. The next stage is contemplation. So I might say, to you, hey, Shay, where are you at now with mm-hmm. your alcohol addiction? And I'm not suggesting you have or had not yeah. fast. But, uh, and you might say, hey, listen, Dennis, I know this is, this is having trouble in my life. Right? I, 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 I'm thinking, yeah, maybe I need to sort my stuff out. My relationship's in trouble. I'm fighting with this person. My job's in trouble. This is contemplation. The next step is action. This means that you're ready to do something. So it's going to your meetings or having counseling or whatever. And then the final stage is maintenance, trying to keep it up. Mm -hmm. And people don't realize we fall up and down. We waver between those stages if we have addiction problems. So to get back to what we're talking about, if you use that model Mm -hmm. with things like blue lights uh, in relation to gaming and and addiction to our telephones, it's actually quite a successful thing to try and do. But again, like everything, when we're talking about um, trying to make these changes actually what to do is fairly simple it does not mean to say to, to suggest in any way it's easy okay and if i said to you shay uh, can you run to the nearest town port douglas all you've got to do is run there's not a lot of complexity in that you got to put one foot in front of the other and keep it going but in midday cans weather is that going to be easy yeah. it sure as hell isn't and this is the thing about these these things that catches these addictions yeah it's actually fairly simple and straightforward. It sure as hell is not easy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. And I love what you shared there around having the the holistic approach and looking at it from all different angles. And so given that knowing that, you know, we've got to look at maybe the challenges or blocks or things that the alcohol addiction or whatever it is for us as individuals from a, a holistic approach, then, how are you the expert on this when nobody knows exactly like in depth, full detail about everything at the end of the day, we can, because from what I can understand is that like, yes, you've got extensive knowledge and research and experience in health, but how, what makes you the expert?
1: Gotcha. That, that, that's, that's triggering a little bit when you say that. And the reason it is, is because the more I hear from some experts recently yeah. The less I'm liking it, yeah. okay. And and again, we've got this pandemic, and we hear this so-called expert advice on the television. And I'm I'm actually happy not to be an expert, <laughs> because holy shit, if I'm listening to some of the stuff that these guys are telling us, yeah. it is anti-life, it's anti-health. Mm. You know, one of the biggest things that's happening in Europe, a place with already a lack of sunlight, they're saying stay indoors. And we're already massively vitamin D deficient. Vitamin D is related to immunity. Mm. So if you have a so-called pandemic Mm -hmm. that's got people dropping in the street, if you want to actually make it worse, you tell people to stay indoors. Mm. And the other thing you can do is you might as well tell them to put some Petri dish on their face that collects all sorts of bacteria and just have them breathing this in and out, Okay. And then you might also tell them that while it's there, if you've got this thing in front of your face, your carbon dioxide levels might go a little bit higher. And we know that carbon, carb, carbon, carbon dioxide and water forms carbonic acid. Okay, so if your carbon dioxide is getting rebreathed back into your body, it makes your system a little bit more acidotic. And we know that cancer loves acid. Okay. I'm starting to rant now. You're gonna to have to pull me back. But <laughs> yeah. um, you know, so to yeah, to, yeah. to tell you about experts, yeah, yeah. I'm actually glad I'm not an expert. But yeah, again, yeah. and I've used this expression a few times, um, I do stand on the shoulders of giants. Yeah. And it's being, um, I guess, having extensive health experience, it gives, it puts me in a really wonderful position to critique what some of the experts are telling us. And then I can discern which experts are credible and which experts are not credible.
0: Mm, Yeah, nice. That seems to me like a tricky um, process to decide because on one hand, you know, there is um, the media essentially um, positioning these people as high-profile doctors, professionals, experts. And then there's these kind of, underground so-called who are who are maybe going through their own little um, channels or platforms that are maybe being discredited by these um, experts as well at the same time it's like well if there's like two sides of the story here around um people who are suggesting these health benefits and health um priorities for us at this time like who do i trust and who do i believe if I'm just an everyday person trying my best and, and, and learning from my experience and trying to find the giants to stand on even. You know?
1: Wow. Wow. I, I mean, how, you know, I got so many areas I can chip into that. It's a huge, huge question. And, and I mean, I, th- I think it could take up, I don't know, five oh, or six more. Yeah. Well, uh, many, many conversations <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I, trying to just simplify it is, is, is pretty tough, but I'm going to try and give it a go. And, I'll, I'll start out here, and you're probably going to go, "What the hell are you talking about? Like, what, what's? How is this relevant?" You, you actually might be ahead of the game as opposed to some people, okay? But what we have to, what we have to, um, and I, I say this often, in order to get our heads clearly around health, yeah. we actually have to know about the foundations of the of how the economy came about, mm-hmm. and we also have to know about the foundations of how the medical system came about, mm-hmm. okay? And when we look at things related to the economy there essentially are very few people who control the world's economies, Mm -hmm. very few. And when we look at what those people also control, they also control the narrative that's being delivered to us. Okay, and not many people know, but we have this term, I guess, called mainstream media. And then we have uh, independent media and mainstream media, the 100 percent of it with obviously there's an overlap there somewhere, but essentially 100 percent of it was controlled by six entities around the globe. So six separate entities control all our media. Now it's gone down to five. Uh, Disney from memory bought up one of those other uh, really big corporations that was delivering us our news. And those entities also control how medicine and the curriculum of, the curriculum of medicine is delivered, okay? Mm, and they also control the so-called peer uh, evidence-based and peer-reviewed magazines that doctors are reading and something like 70 to 80 percent of clinical studies do not get published and it's not the fact that the science behind them was was invalid or bad it's the fact that they don't promote a narrative which increases profits for these industries okay so over the years you kind of stumble across some people who are incredibly diligent who look at some of this research and look at some of these results, and they tell people like me a counter, I guess, narrative, okay? And when you start hearing people who stand in their truth at the risk of their careers and their credibility and cite brilliant, and there's a difference between citing opinion and research. Mm. So in response to your question before, um, the people that I follow, they cite research and then they base their opinion on that research with credibility. And a a guy who comes to mind, he's absolutely brilliant. I stumbled across him about six, seven years ago in relation to to his research on statistics is a professor, John Ioannidis from Stanford University. And he has been talking about this um, pandemic and the statistics behind it a lot as well. He's been doing fantastic work. And he put out um, what is considered, and I think it might still be, the most widely read medical paper in history Okay, incredible paper. And essentially, he breaks down the reasons why most medical research is severely flawed. Okay, and he's uh, this this was a paper in in around 92, 93, the mid 90s. And essentially what it says, it pulls things apart and it essentially came to the conclusion that, um, Something like 95% of all medical papers and research done was seriously flawed, 90, more than 90%. And the reasons, I think you listed from memory about five or six different reasons, things like study size, unable to replicate the study, unable to keep the numbers of people in the study constant, people leaving studies, financial gain, lying, outright fraud, censorship, and the list goes on. So when you start, Uh, Looking at these kind of things, it Mm. certainly puts things into a very different perspective when we're listening at what some of these experts are telling us. And then the other uh, huge concern I have is when you have these experts that are pitched in front of a camera, what are their motives? Mm. And again, we have other researchers doing really good uh, work for us that show links between these TV personalities and a conflict of interest. So a lot of these guys you are seen on television, they own their own companies that are delivering medical pro- products that essentially they're promoting or they have ties to pharmaceutical industries and they're getting grants off vaccination companies, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah.
0: So then given all of that, what are you promoting today?
1: What, what am I? I'm, 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 you're in front of a camera right now. What,
0: what's your, what listen, your products? What are you promoting? A few, a few different things. One of the things
1: I'm promoting is what yeah. you're doing, which is Earth Heroes. And I, I love the fact that you are giving um you know some some of the we've got a huge overlap in the people we listen to and some of those guys that are standing in their truth you're giving them a platform here which is absolutely fantastic and this is necessary and what i'm promoting um is basically optimizing health Mm -hmm. so and and i think you know philosophically if i can give more than you know people are expecting i'm happy if it's free advice it's fantastic if it's if it's direct contact with me if it's access to some of my programs. So my programs, as you know from uh, us telling before, are based on um, essentially making huge steps forward in anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And again, that's a whole area that's actually quite straightforward to tackle, mm-hmm. but uh, it's, and it's not with medication either. There's a hint for anybody out there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. I must, I must really express this. I really appreciate the work that you do in the world and you come from such a humble place of just serve, like you just want to serve people. You just want to help others. You want to help awaken people to understanding what their truth is and how to optimize their health. And um, I really, really commend you on that, man. So thank, thank you so you much for, for doing the work that you're doing. And with that, what would you suggest for someone who's watching from home right now? What, is, what are some tips to overcome um, Anxiety, depression, or or how do they optimize their health? Wow, wow, wow! That's your mission. How do they
1: do it? it, Again, you've got layers of simplicity, and one of the, I think, the simplest explanations I might have is if you're doing something that your ancestors were doing prior to 200 years ago, you're doing something right. Yeah. Okay. So these guys were in the sun all day. Yeah. They were eating non-processed foods. Yeah. You know, they were exercising. They were moving their bodies. They weren't looking at screens all day. They were commute they were they were um, communicating in front of each other. Our bodies send out electrical signals. We we are sharing different types of energy right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, but this is how we work, and we have got so much science behind this that you know seems to be conveniently ignored. So so the answers are actually simple. And sometimes when people know the answers, they just need that little leg up to be able to 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 I guess take the first few steps to be able to break the cycles that are holding them back. And that's where people like myself come in to show them how to do that or to carry them along if they need it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And then if someone is curious in getting support or reaching out, like how do they find you or how do they sure. get in touch with you, if that's something they're interested in?
1: Absolutely. So so, so I've got, I'm kind of just uh, now just um, at the at the cusp of uh, launching a few different kind of programs. So a really good way is just by watching this on my YouTube channel or dropping a message here and uh, I'll keep an eye on stuff and I'll send you some links. I've got a, a, my website's not quite perfect yet. So But uh, next chat, I'll give out details of the website and, uh, you know, I've just got to set up emails and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, slowly, but surely, but surely, but I am accessible.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for sharing as well. I really appreciate um, you mentioning the platform Earth Heroes TV, which part of our focus is to provide a a platform for health and wellbeing. That has been our primary focus and looking at self care, people care, and earth care as our three main values. And a part of that mission is providing a space where we can have an uncensored conversation because something that has been coming up a lot with a lot of people that I know is, um, becoming censored in what they're sharing, um, which is kind of, um, really interesting for me when people are sharing essentially their truth or their life work or their, um, experience and research and, and diligence of time spent in, in uncovering what what it is in these simple practices that can help us. And suddenly their, their voice has been. Um... Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode and for listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this series and if you'd like to listen to the full episode and get more conscious content online tune in to our online video platform at earthheroestv.com. Hope you have a great day guys and a huge love from me and see you next time.